everything you need to know about trading for Drew Holiday. I'm telling you, don't get your hopes up. Plus, Kristaps Porzingis scrimmages. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Green and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free fresh podcast that's dropped directly to your device when you subscribe. So make sure you're subscribed to the show. I'd love to see you on the YouTube page. Get into those YouTube comments. Let me know what you think. Uh, Lots of people in there talking about the uh, Milwaukee acquisition of Damian Lillard. Now, today, I'll be talking about uh, the just madness, absolute madness, and people saying, we should trade for Drew Holiday. I don't care what it takes. Trade for Drew Holiday. Oh, my God. People are going absolutely bananas. Later on, we'll talk about Kristaps Porzingis scrimmaging, which is nice. Uh, It's going to be a nice palate cleanser after I tell everybody that it's probably not going to happen, folks. It's probably not going to happen. But here it is. I'm going to spend the next two segments explaining, I think, everything you need to know about trading for Drew Holiday. What would it take? What what are the tricks that people are suggesting that aren't going to happen? What's the one way that it could happen? Or two ways, really, legitimately. So let me just start with this. Any trade for Drew Holiday would have to include Malcolm Brogdon. Because Drew Holiday makes $37 million this season. And you got to match that salary. So it used to be that you can get within 125% of matching salaries. So you send out enough salary to get within 125%. And that was enough. You'd get close enough. Good. Big salaries match. And you move on. Now, because of the new collective bargaining agreement, uh, the Celtics being over that first apron, there are two aprons, there's two levels where we are concerned about the the financial uh, ramifications, the team building ramifications. Well, here's one of them. That first apron, which is just above the tax line, it's what, $6 million, I think, above the tax line. If you're over that first apron, Now your salary matching is down to 110%. So you're getting much closer to getting exact. So it's going to take more salary to match. You have to include Malcolm Brogdon. You're just not going to do it by including anybody else. Theoretically, I mean, you could move guys that you're not going to move. I mean, technically speaking, uh, somebody mentioned, let's just trade Porzingis for him. Like, no, no, they didn't didn't trade Marcus Smart for Porzingis so they could turn around and flip him for Drew Holiday. That's not how this is working. Uh, uh, It's going to have to get in 110%. And basically the only way to do that is 
by including Malcolm Brogdon in his $22.5 million. Jalen Brown is untouchable. You wouldn't trade Jalen Brown for Drew Holiday anyway. Obviously, Jason Tatum is untouchable, and Kristaps Porzingis is untouchable. So you start with Malcolm Brogdon, and the very first thing we have to get into our heads is Portland has to want this deal. The entirety of this offseason was spent uh, talking about Portland doesn't want what Miami is offering. So let's not be the Heat. Let's not be Miami in Boston. We're better than that. Go listen to Miami Heat, the Lockdown Heat podcast. It's just been anger, anger and confusion. Very, it, you know, you go to uh, the uh, the good place and Michael's, you only need two emotions, anger and confusion. That's right. <laughs> That's what you get in Miami, anger and confusion. And it's still going. Miami is like ablaze with blame and anger and confusion. Let's not be that. Portland has to want what Boston is offering. So if Portland says, we're not interested in Malcolm Brogdon, right away, boom, dead. There's no deal to be done. Don't go looking at other combinations. Don't go looking at it. Nope. It's Malcolm Brogdon or nothing. So if they're not interested, there's no deal. I don't know if they're interested. I have no idea. It's going to be a highly competitive market. So a lot of teams are going to be looking at trading for Drew Holiday. It's not going to be easy, and it might come down to draft picks. The Celtics will have to go a little further out in including the draft picks because they're not going to include this year's pick. What's this year's pick do for Portland? Nothing. This year's pick is going to be down at the bottom. They're going to have to go further out, three, four, five years, and and even that might not be enough because Jason Tatum is young enough and good enough where he's he's probably going to make this team at least decent for a long time. So Portland is going to do what they did with the, with the Milwaukee deal. That Milwaukee deal, you go out to 2028, 20, 29, and 30. Well, those are the years after Dame is done and when Giannis is in his mid-30s and who knows, he might be traded and Milwaukee might be rebuilding. That's a smart play by Portland. That's banking on Milwaukee being near the bottom and you could get good draft picks for Damian Lillard. They're going to want to do something similar when it comes to Drew Holiday. So the next thing they're going to have to want from Boston is whatever picks the Celtics have to offer. They have, they've, they've traded for what? 85 second round picks. Maybe those second rounders can be enough. I don't know. I don't think so. They're probably probably looking for better first rounders. So they have to want Malcolm Brogdon. They have to want the Celtics picks that they're going to be offering. And they have to want the next players that are involved in the deal. It's going to have to be either Robert Williams, who makes $11.5 million. Combine that with Malcolm Brogdon's 22.5, you get right into that 110% range. Brogdon plus Rob plus picks technically works. Now, Boston is also going to want to have to do that. So 
Do you want to trade Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon for Drew Holiday? Remember, Holiday is 33. Holiday makes $37 million this year. And he's got a player option for next year, which he can pick up or or drop, and this would be a rental. If it's a rental, are you especially really ready to give up Robert Williams for one year of Drew Holiday? Are you really? Because I'm not. That would be insanity. And yeah, I understand that Robert Williams is injury prone, but let's you know let's let's look at the entirety of what's going on here. You've got Robert Williams, Al Horford, and Kristaps Porzingis. All three guys, question marks. Porzingis, I'll talk about him later. He scrimmaged. Maybe maybe the plantar fasciitis is, is gone, but still, obviously, injury-riddled history. Okay, Checkered injury uh, past. Robert Williams, we know his injury past. Al Horford, not really much of an injury past, so to speak. However, he's 37 Going to turn 38 if the Celtics make it to the finals. Turns 38 in June. You can't trust that he's going to last unscathed. So you don't want to go into your front court depth. And let's just remember that Brad Stevens said, we traded Marcus Smart so we can get balance between our backcourt and our frontcourt. He explicitly said that. Did he lie to us? Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time he's lied to us. That's kind of how this goes. He lies to the media and whatever. But I take it at face value. The Celtics had pretty, pretty crowded backcourt. Their perimeter now is it's it's fine, right? Now you've got the three front court guys. The balance seems to work. I believe them. I believe them. So Boston's gonna have to want to do this too. The other way is the um, Al Horford plus a player, Brogdon plus Horford plus uh, a Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, one of those guys gets the job done. But again, it's Al Horford. And yes, he's older. And yes, he had problems in the postseason. But if you're sitting there, if you're making the argument that, hey, we got to trade for Drew Holiday because Al Horford had a bad postseason. Then you don't know Drew Holiday's postseason numbers. If you're sitting there saying Al Horford's postseason makes me want to trade Drew Holiday, you go look up Drew Holiday's numbers. If you're driving, don't do it. But if you're at home, if you're somewhere else, I'll tell you what, I am going to take a moment. I'll let you go Google Drew Holiday's postseason numbers. I'll let you do that. We'll continue talking about ways to trade for Drew Holiday uh, in just a minute, including I'll get some numbers and I'll break down all of the numbers. Uh, that's all next. First, today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. I've spent a lot of time crunching the numbers. I didn't get to the grocery store today. So what do I do? Pick up my phone, open up DoorDash, and I get the convenience of getting what I want right to my door with DoorDash grocery delivery. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood, boost your local economy with each and every order, and you'll get exactly what you ordered or DoorDash will make it right. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. 
If you want even more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with zero dollar, zero dollar delivery fees on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best in class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. And now you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order. That's up to a $20 value when you use the code Locked On NBA at checkout. It's a limited time offer. Terms apply. You get 50% off up to $20. No minimum subtotal, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Locked On NBA. Don't forget that's code Locked On NBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast I host on Wednesdays with my buddy Jake Madison, who hosts Lockdown Pelicans. He does a great job there. Rotating hosts all week. We got the league covered. We got this Damian Lillard trade covered. Opinions, analysis, unlike anywhere else, five days a week. It's a great show, if I do say so myself. All right. I hope you've uh, taken this time to Google Drew Holiday's playoff numbers and you realize, oh, wow. He has also had problems shooting in the playoffs. Shoots like 20-something percent. Okay, so Al Horford, if that's your, uh, your, your impetus for trading Al Horford, think again, because now you need Al Horford. You still need Al Horford, even if you limit him during the regular season. You still need him to step in and space the floor. I like Al Horford coming off the bench. Let's see what happens in my world. He comes off the bench, spaces the floor for Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon gets to get to the rim, and you get some kickouts to Al for three. Al kind of coasts through the regular season, chills out, doesn't play in back. To he basically gets preserved. Then you can ramp him up in the spring, get him to more playoff-ready minutes, and he still doesn't have to play 38 minutes a game. I think it's possible that we might see a little bit more production carryover this year for Al Horford, but still I'm not trying to mess up this front court because I think you need all three guys. But when you look at the numbers and I broke them all down on Boston sports journal, it's hard to get to that, that final number that, $36 million worth of third. Yeah. About $36 million worth of contracts to get to that salary matching. So people are talking about tricks. People are like, oh, what about a third team? Third teams exist. Okay. Yes. Third teams exist. You can send out some amount of salary. Another team can send a different amount of salary and that can satisfy Portland side of the salary matching. All the trade needs to be is legal when presented to the league. So two teams can draw up their trades differently as long as it's legal for when the league does their trade call. So in this scenario, third team, Boston just sends out Brogdon. Another team sends you know, $12 million. Okay. Yes. That satisfies Portland's end, but Boston is still receiving a $37 million player. You have to send out the salary to match. So just because a third team is involved, doesn't mean you don't get to match. You don't have to match the salary. 
Third team can match on their end. It still has to match on Boston's end. Okay? Milwaukee just pulled a three-team deal. They still had to send out Grayson Allen in order to make the, the salary work for Damian Lillard coming in. If it was Boston sending a player out to uh, say, sending Malcolm Brogdon out to somewhere else or sending him to Portland and, and um, Holiday was going to that other team, that other team would have to send. And Boston could acquire somebody that was within the Malcolm Brogdon range. You understand? You have to match what's coming in. So that trick is out. The Celtics could start stacking salaries. You could do Brogdon plus some combination. You'd have to do Peyton Pritchard and then Luke Cornett, O'Shea Brissett, Delano Banton, Jordan Walsh. That combination of one, two, three, four, five, six players is going to get you there. But are you really going to send out six players? Are you really going to do a six for one trade? Are you really? It's September 28th as we're talking about this. September 29th as you might be listening to this. Training camp starts on Tuesday. This is the Friday show. Three days before camp. Are you telling me that you want to have five, five open roster spots? Five. And try to build a team, build a winner around five open roster spots, a seven-man rotation, an eight-man rotation, and no depth behind that? Are you sure? Because that sounds incredibly ridiculous to me. And by the way, Portland still has to want that deal. Does Portland want to take six guys? They're going to have to wave Jordan Walsh and Delano Banton and O'Shea Brissett and Luke. Like they, they might keep Peyton Pritchard out of all of this. They might keep one other guy. Maybe they keep Jordan Walsh as a, 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 a rookie. These other guys, who knows? And they're going to have to wave all these guys and keep them on their books. And it contributes to their, whatever their, their salary situation is, which, you know, at this point it's not, by the time it's all over, they'll, they'll be way under, but still, why would they want to go through the process of waving all those guys? And no, Boston cannot just sign all those guys back once they're waived because the NBA used to allow that. And now that, that loophole has been closed used to be that teams would say, yeah, sure. We'll include this guy in the deal. You take him, you cut him. We'll give you some cash. That guy will re-sign him right away. And that pissed a lot of teams off. They closed that loophole by saying, now you can't sign a guy back for a year. You trade O'Shea Brissett to Portland and say, hey, go ahead, cut him. We'll sign him back. Nope. You cannot sign him back for another year, full year. And then the only exception to that is, is if another team signs him and waves him, if he's been waived twice, then th that restriction is lifted. But so that's out. That's out. You can do a sign and trade for Blake Griffin to in include some of that, but uh, you can't sign him to a huge deal. You can't sit there and say, hey, why don't we just sign Blake Griffin to a $13 million contract? And that could cover. It's just, again, Portland would have to want that. But you can't even do that. Blake can't be signed to more than, I think it's like three something, $4 million 
because it's off his prior salary. You can't just give him a big number because Boston has his bird rights and that's the only amount they can get. You can't cut him. You can't, if you're going to give him $14 million, you're going to have the cap space to do it. The Celtics don't. So that is effectively out. You can save a couple of your role players by including Griffin in a sign and trade, but that's essentially meaningless. And then there's the $6 million trade exception from the Grant Williams trade. You cannot combine that with anything. Traded player exceptions cannot be combined with anything, right? You just can trade for a guy. Boston can go out and find a guy. If there's a guy and there isn't, but if there was a guy in the league that made $6.2 million and he fit into that nicely, that's the only thing they could do. They can trade for a person making that amount of money, right? Now, you also cannot, and I'm getting into the weeds and I'm wrapping this up. You cannot use the pl- trade player exception to sign to trade for a guy and then turn around and aggregate him in a trade. You cannot immediately, you cannot take a guy that you've traded for and immediately aggregate him in a trade. You can trade him by yourself, by himself, which is what Portland is doing with Holiday. They get Drew Holiday as part of a big deal. They can turn around and flip him for just him by himself for whatever. They can't put him and somebody else together in a trade. That's aggregating a trade. So Boston can't take $6 million player plus Brogdon plus two other salaries that amount to $5 million and boom, there you go. We're matching. No, the ag- that guy, you have to wait two months to trade him before you can aggregate him, before you can include him with other players in the deal. So that is effectively out. There are no tricks There are no ways to skirt it. I know the Celtics are exploring the possibility, but I don't see a legitimate path. The only thing, and I'll end with this, the only thing that could make any semblance of sense, and I hate this, is Portland will accept Brogdon and Rob or Brogdon and Al plus one salary. You make that deal plus the picks. If Portland says yes, then you use the 6.2 million to acquire another center down the road somehow. If you can figure out a way that the $6.2 million guy is acceptable to replace the guy that goes, then you can say, okay, you've moved Brogdon, you got Holiday, um, you moved Al, let's say, and you got this guy, whoever it is, and we think he's acceptable, then then that could make a, a tiny bit of sense, but it to makes to me, it makes no sense. And all of this, 24 minutes of podcasting is all to say, don't get your hopes up about Drew Holiday. I don't see it happening. I don't think the Celtics can get involved. The only thing they can do is maybe get involved as a third team if it keeps Holiday out west. You want to you want to send them to the Clippers and you need a third team and maybe there's a way to keep him away from Miami and keep him away from Philly and you keep some of the competition from getting their hands on a very useful player. Okay, I can see Boston being involved in that. But 
trading for Drew Holiday, mm -mm. forget it, forget it, forget it. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to piss in your Cheerios. That's not what I'm trying to do. I am just being honest and realistic. The, the rules make it so this is an incredibly unpalatable deal. I hate it. I don't think any of them are going to work. Technically, it's possible. I don't think Boston can do it. I don't think Boston should do it. That's that. Kristaps Porzingis was on the floor. I'll talk about that in just a second. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Josh Lloyd knows everything about everything fantasy basketball. So go check his show out. If you want to win your league, you got to be listening to the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm telling you, this dude knows what he's talking about. If someone in your league is listening to this podcast and you're not, uh, you're at a serious disadvantage. So uh, it was reported by Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe that Kristaps uh, Porzingis hit the floor. He scrimmaged. He felt fine. And a, a sigh of relief went up from the crowd. Uh, of course, <laughs> I hate to be the guy that says this, but feeling fine immediately after you scrimmage is not necessarily the uh biggest sign that your plantar fasciitis has subsided. It's the next day and the day after that and the day after that and the rigors of the NBA season. So uh, let me start with this. I am very happy to hear that Kristaps Porzingis felt fine. And my hope is that he continues to feel fine and continues to scrimmage and practice and is okay. It's entirely possible that his plantar fasciitis has gone away, that the treatment plan has worked. Uh, every indication, every comment has been that he feels good, he's moving well, he's participating, and there are no limitations. So that's all good. I want to hear the same thing tomorrow. I want to hear the same thing on uh, Monday, when we go to media day, I want to hear the same thing on Tuesday when we're at practice. I want to hear the same thing at Wednesday when I'm at practice. You follow me? I want to hear it every day. I want to see it every day. I want to go into that practice facility every day and see Kristaps Porzingis out there on the floor, post-game shooting, moving around. I want to be at the preseason. A week from Sunday, the preseason starts. Celtics, Philadelphia. By the way, hilarious that Philadelphia is the first preseason game. Uh, if you saw James Harden's party uh, where he had the club hold up signs that Daryl Morey is a liar, I think you'll understand that it's just going to be a hilarious preseason for the Sixers. I mean, that dude, what a, what a, <laughs> I can't even say the word that I want to say, um, but he, it, it, I'll just say he's petty and oh my God, is he petty? I can't believe to go out there and, and record it all on the Thursday before Wednesday, before training camp starts and to put it out there and to have it all. I, I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, what a move by James Harden. That's not going to end well in Philly. He's clearly, he, he already said he's not going to media day. So 
Who knows? Who knows how that's going to end? But Boston plays Philly on Sunday, a week from Sunday, a week from Sunday at the TD Garden. So I will be there. I will be there. I'll be on the floor. I'll be watching. I'll be looking at, I'll be tweeting out videos of Kristaps Porzingis warming up. Uh, assuming I can catch Kristaps Porzingis warming up. I just want to see him walking normally, playing normally. And it, it will take me a little while to be fully convinced that he's 100% fine. But I still think it's going to need some time to assure us all that he's going to be 100% fine. So uh, good news, but but there's a but. Because he's Kristaps Porzingis, because of his injury history, because of his unique, let's call it unique build, that gigantic build, and it's just, I need to see it. I need to see it. But also, it's good that everybody's back in practice. It's good that these guys are out there. It's good that they've been scrimmaging already. It's nice to see everybody kind of getting back into the swing of things. Um, I, I, I do see it as, you know, a, a nice sign that everybody is taking this pretty seriously. Um, I think most, most teams have guys filtering in early, so I don't want to overblow it. I don't want to make it seem like, oh my God, these guys are so super serious. And, and it's the, it's the sign that this is going to be a championship season. Like every team has guys in week before training camp. So it's not unusual. But it is nice to see the level you hear Jordan Walsh talk about how it's going and, and the stuff he's learning. And it seems like everybody's there and taking it seriously. So it, it's just good to see. It's I, I like I, I like Boston's offseason. I like the way it's gone. Um, I like a lot of what Boston is looking like. So I don't think they need Drew Holiday. I know that you lost Marcus Smart and and it would be it'd be nice to get him. It would be nice to get him. I would I think he would be an amazing addition, but I don't think they need Drew Holiday to be a contender. And I don't especially at the price that they're gonna give up to get him. I just don't think it's feasible. I don't think it makes sense. So Monday's show will be a mailbag Monday, the final mailbag Monday of the offseason. So after that, I will still do a mailbag from time to time, but because the season is beginning and because there are practices and games and all of that stuff, they might be kind of, they'll, they will be much fewer. There will be a lot fewer mailbag episodes. It won't be a regular thing like it was in the, in, in the off season. They will be haphazard. They might show up on a Wednesday, might show up on a Friday, depending on when the off days are. And what kind of questions I have in, I will try to filter in some questions during the regular podcast. So you can still go to johncorrales.com slash mailbag, johncorrales.com slash mailbag. You can, uh, get into, get there and, and, um, submit your questions. So, uh, go ahead and do that. Mailbag Monday is the, the final one of the off season is Monday. And then media day, media day. And I will give you a ton of coverage for media day. I will give you 
Malcolm Brogdon quotes Kristaps Porzingis. I will, I will play you what they said. I will play you the sound so you can hear it for yourself. Full context. So make sure you're subscribed. That's the kind of stuff I'm going to do for you on this podcast. I'm going to give you try. I'm trying to give you insight. I'm going to try to give you uh, stuff that you couldn't get anywhere else. It's it's not. I get it. It's not the goofy fun. Let's just you know fart around podcast. It's not. That's somebody else, and that's fine if you want to listen to that too. It's not me. I'm going to be a little bit more analytical. I'm going to be a little bit more kind of in depth. So that's going to be the type of stuff I get. I give you here. So if you like it and you're not subscribed, please subscribe. If you are subscribed, I would love it if you shared the podcast. Can you spread the word for me? Can you tell your friends and tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast? It's right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.